Happy hump day, everybody. We're already rolling in the laughter oh over here. Oh, my goodness. Because <laughs> Matt stuck his foot in his mouth. I started this off very poorly. Very poorly. <laughs> we deleted it and restarted. It's hump day, y'all. Hump day. Hump day. Coming up on today's show. Mike, 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 Mike. Jim Baker. Can't stop, won't stop. Plus, the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is June 12th. And we've got a few holidays, and these are the right holidays. So we're Are good. they? Are you we're sure? Good. We're good. Are you positive? We're good, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like red nose. Oh. <laughs> uh, see? Yeah. Yeah. Who's sticking their okay. foot in their mouth now? It's definitely not red nose day. It's red rose day. Yeah. They're my least why. favorite of the roses. I feel like that would be around Valentine's Day. Why would it be in June? That's when they're in bloom. Is that what it is? I don't know. I feel like they bloom all year long because they're available all year long. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, it's also National Jerky Day. Yeah. Okay. This is the jerky made from dehydrated meat. We're not giving you permission to go be a jerk don't be to a everybody jerk. today. Don't be jerky. Okay. Eat jerky. That's Have actually. You... Are you still kind of doing keto? No. No? No. Uh, are you watching your sugar intake? Uh, no. Okay. Eat away, then. <laughs> no, I was going to say, if you haven't heard yet, Jack Links has come out with a no-sugar-added beef jerky. Yeah, is it good? Uh, I don't know. No. But it's supposed to be. So you're also not doing keto <laughs> or <laughs> watching No, sugar. it's not here yet, but as soon oh. as it gets here in our store, I'm buying some because yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Because that's a great snack protein-wise, mm-hmm. but they put so much sugar in it for this stuff. But apparently they've reformulated this thing to where it's all based on like spices and not so much on sugar. Mm-hmm. And it's still supposed to taste almost identical to the Which original flavor. Which is how flavor. homemade jerky is made. Right, right. They don't put a whole bunch of sugar on homemade whole, jerky. whole bunch of whole sugar. bunch. So um, I'm excited for it. Yeah, so the whole don't be a jerk thing, I feel like I just need to make a big old sign and put it in my house, like right over the boys' room, because I say that to them on a daily basis. Don't be a jerk. Just get an just get an easel and put them in front of each door with a big "Don't be a jerk today." So when they wake up, that's the first thing they see the as they walk thing. out. No, no, I'm gonna hang a sign directly above their bed, so that when they wake up and sit up in the morning, that's what greets them. Don't be a jerk. Oh, don't be a jerk. Okay. I, I've i been doing it wrong. I've been misunderstanding you this whole... I know you have. Tell me about it. Uh, and lastly, it's National Peanut Butter Cookie Day. Mmm. Mmm. I love me some peanut butter cookies. They gotta be like the ones that you make yourself. Oh, the yeah. Store, the store-bought, even the ones that they make in their bakery, mm-hmm. aren't that great. They're always too hard. They're too hard. They're too thick. Yeah. Like, you need to make a thin peanut butter cookie and do that little hashtag thing on it mm-hmm. yeah or my favorite cookie of all time is you get the peanut butter like the ball there and you bake that and then you put the hershey's kiss in the middle it's called a buckeye i did not know that yeah but anyway they're fantastic called uh, a buckeye. we were doing a I think it was a CR fundraiser the first time we did a rummage sale mm-hmm. and joey's mom i think it was joey's mom pretty sure it was joey's mom brought uh a bunch of those to sell as like a little bake sale corner yeah there and i bought two plates full yeah because 
Gosh, they were good. Well, they're a reverse Reese's. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. They are yeah. totally a reverse Reese's. I, I mean. If you're more of a peanut butter I mean, fan than a chocolate fan, a Buckeye is where it's at. I'm the opposite. I'm more of a chocolate fan than a peanut butter fan, so I like a Reese's. Do you like the big Reese's? Mm-hmm. Because that's more peanut butter than chocolate. No, it's not. Shut okay, up. Huh? Mind your business. <laughs> I think we have a show to do. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> if you love what we do here at the Backrow Morning Show and Backrow Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash backrowradio. Uh, we are shooting for a goal of $600 a month in donations by the end of the year. And uh, we are not trudging along very well. Uh, I think we're almost at a quarter of that at the moment. Uh, we need to get there. We need to get at least halfway there really soon because we're about to bump up in our uh, our licensing costs because we're we're gaining a lot of listeners and y'all are listening a lot more. And we're almost out of our total listening hours allotted. So help us out, homies. Go check it out. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, Patreon.com. Slash Backer Radio. Learn all about it. But. Back. Row radio. Wow. What, what a, a difference. difference. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's do some Christianese translations. Normally we do these on Monday, but since we didn't have a Monday show this week, a new one anyway. Monday didn't happen we'll do this what we're week. Doing. <laughs> we're doing them today. Uh, so we're replacing our rant Wednesday. So oh, I know you wanted to rant. Seriously? I know you really wanted a rant, but. Are we going to do it tomorrow at least? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I right. need to rant. <laughs> well, give us the Christianese phrase. I will give you the translation. Got it. I'm just trusting the Lord. The translation is, I'm freaking out here, man. I hate not being in control of things. And right now, I have absolutely no control. God is going to have to pull off a major miracle here, or my life is literally over. <laughs> Mo's raising her hand, speaking, speak truth to power. Let's do it. Let's just preach it. Here oh my go. goodness, that is so true. That is so true. Or the Lord will provide. <laughs> the Lord isn't going to bring us to anything that he's not going to deliver us from. Okay. Uh, that's not the way we've always done it. Means God doesn't change and neither do I. Change it back right now or I'm moving to the church down the street. Ugh, how's your new church, Mo? We're... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes! Burn! That's not why she left. <laughs> I was in the middle of saying something as Matthew asked me that question. What were you going to say? I was going to say that's the worst excuse ever. Right. I hate hearing people say that. And we've had a conversation about this before, but I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I really can't stand it. Yep. It's... Um, uh. It's a bad excuse. Well, and my my response is always, and how that how's that working out for you? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. So you want to keep failing in this yeah. this venture? Okay, you keep cool. Having people be upset. All right, sounds good. Having nobody new come to the church. Yeah, I wasn't trying to help you or anything, but all right, <laughs> cool, sounds good. 
Noted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't even plan that. It just kind of happened, and I'm so excited about it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, and, uh, this story made me mad. Let's see if it makes you mad. Oh, gosh. Uh, a laptop computer was loaded with some of the world's most infamous malware programs as an art project and fetched a high bid of $1.345 million. So one little over a quarter million. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Samsung NC10 laptop dubbed The Persistence of Chaos was loaded by artist uh, Guo Odong with infamous ransomware viruses including WannaCry, Black Energy, I Love You, My Doom, So Big, and Dark Tequila. Dong said the purpose of the piece, which was commissioned by cybersecurity firm Deep Instinct, was to give physical form to abstract cybersecurity issues. The laptop, which was auctioned for $1.345 million, is currently isolated from networks and unable to spread the viruses. I'm upset because number one, what if they're not even on there? Who who can tell? Yeah, it's a closed, turned off laptop that's not connected to any systems. So number one, it's just a bricked laptop. Is mm-hmm. essentially what we're saying, and we're calling that a piece of art, and it was such an awesome piece of art that it sold for over a million dollars. That makes me mad. Like, I can do that. I can let my computer get a whole bunch of viruses. Are you going to give me $1.34 million for it? Some idiot will. <laughs> yeah, I'm more I'm more upset at the person who paid that much money Yeah. for a brick laptop. Yeah. So, I mean, this isn't anything special. Okay, great. You got them all in there. <laughs> so what? It's not like Library of Congress where you can go check it out and see what it did or read the code or anything. No, but he is the bearer <laughs> of all the viruses. Now, like, did we do a background check on this person, right. though? That's the other thing. I'm like, how how isolated are we yeah. from this? Yeah. Do <laughs> we know he 100%? He can hold the world in ransom. He really could. <laughs> Dr. Evil... <laughs> It's on the screen. All I all I envision is Pinky in the brain. How are we gonna take over the world today? Uh, we'll pay one point three four five million dollars and buy this bricked computer. What? Well, you just wait. You just wait, Pinky. Our time will come. I'm going to connect this laptop with all of the world's most infamous ransomware viruses by simply connecting to the internet. And destroying the world's internet infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Unless you send me one billion (laughs) dollars. I mean, really? (laughs) That is my main question. And I guarantee you we did it. There's no background check on this guy. None. And yet, he holds it in... probably North Korean. Russian. Take us all down. He's Russian. The Russians aren't directly. Uh, no, but they're they're. Well, they're compute. Yeah, okay. They're scheming. It might be a better. It might be a better analogy. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll let you take it. I'll let you take the reins of the joke. Maybe, maybe he's he holds dual citizenship, and he's both Russian. He's he's and a North Russian Korean. North Korean. <laughs> the world's Sinister. <laughs> Dual citizen. We figured it out, Matt. <laughs> we have put a stop to the end of the world. We have done it. 
Nobody's he's, ever going to listen to us. He's, he's Kim Jong Bolshevik. <laughs> <laughs> Kim Jong Kikarisvarskagargan. I hope. <laughs> Whoa. Just get hit in the face with the microphone. <laughs> Most mic stand just fell down. She was leaning back and looked like she nearly fell out of her chair. No, not only that, I was in the middle of talking, but as it was falling, I got scared, and so I took a big breath, and then I like. <laughs> so I'm. It's choking. the ransomware. It is the ransomware. <laughs> the viruses are attacking. It's happening. <laughs> oh man, what were you saying? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't seem important anymore. No, my life almost ended. <laughs> Coming up later in the show, how did we ever let Jim Baker back on TV? Uh, and when we come back, a five-second showdown. Stick around. morning show we've recovered from last hour and we're ready to move on <laughs> we're gonna kick off the second hour with five random facts with mo former leader of north korea <laughs> what are the odds <laughs> <laughs> what is that kim jong kim jong il okay uh his campaign in, slogan his campaign slogan was, don't expect any change from me. I mean, at least he's keeping it honest. <laughs> well, I mean, he was participating in a quote-unquote campaign in a dictatorship to give the appearance that there was some sort of democracy. It's not quite honest. <laughs> That's the most honest thing that he, he's done, though. Like, he's at least letting sure. them know, listen... It's just how things are going to be. If you're miserable, oh, well. get used to it. Yep. <laughs> uh, there's an all-you-can-eat Popeye's buffet in Lafayette, Louisiana, and it's the only one in existence. Popeye's is the one that has like those honey biscuits, right? Yes. They're kind of like they're kind of like the lobster, red lobster biscuits in shape, aren't they? A little like bit. Kind of like that round and bumpy. No, no, they're pretty flat. Are they? Yeah, and they're they're pretty small. I mean, like they're a biscuit size, but they're pretty thin. Like they're not like puffy. Hmm. They're I pretty thin. I but they are honey butter. <laughs> oh, and they are so good. Um, at the age of five, Tiger Woods was featured on a show called That's Incredible. He was already shooting close to par at on eighteen on an eighteen hole course. And was winning golf tournaments regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Dude was a prodigy. He was a prodigy. Do you know, I feel like Tiger Woods, like, coming to fame, started this whole generation of parents who thought, hey, my kids could be prodigies too. Mm -hmm. And so they started, like, getting their kids plugged into things. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Anyway. Even golf. A lot more golfers. Oh, yeah. A lot more kids playing golf. Yeah. I tried to play a full round. Or no, it was even. We didn't even make a full round. They let us start at the nine because there were a lot of people starting at the one mm-hmm. early that morning. So we did the back nine. So we did the back nine uh, when we were 12. And we got three holes in. And we're like, that's enough. <laughs> Let's go and home. And done. Let's go home and play uh, Mortal Kombat. So... <laughs> When we were camping, we went and did miniature golf with the kids. Yeah. I will never play miniature golf with my kids again. Oh, why not? Because they're cheaters. <laughs> How do they cheat? So, you know, you got to count your, your strokes, uh-huh. right? Okay. Well, and I suck at miniature golf, but just like bowling, I just play to have fun. Mm-hmm. It's about the experience. It's about enjoying the moment. So I always, I've always had the standing rule I will do seven strokes, and if I don't get it in seven, then I just take a seven, and that's it. Okay? And I walk off. Because by that time, you've lost anyway. (laughs) By that time, everyone else is waiting to move to the next hole. Yep. So, (laughs) I kept doing that, but the boys kept being like, oh, I did it in three. No, you didn't! Yeah, I did it in three. I did it in two. There's no way! (laughs) You hit that ball more than two times. I know you did. I saw it, so it's I like, got 18 hole-in-ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's so finally, Chris and I are like, fine. You guys can't be trusted to count and be honest. We're counting your own. We're counting your strokes for you. Suddenly, the numbers started getting bigger. <sighs> hmm. Suddenly, I wasn't the only one taking a seven. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, but we did mini golf, bumper boats, and then... Uh, Go-karts, bumper boats and go-karts, so much fun. I told the kids, I'll never play mini golf with you again. (laughs) Not happening. Uh, The 100 folds in a chef's talk, the big poofy white chef's hat. Is that how it's pronounced? I have no idea, but I I said it was. I was very impressed. I was like, I don't know you know how to pronounce that. I put it in there to trip you up. I said it like I knew what I was talking about, huh? Um, they're said to represent 100 ways to cook an egg. Huh. Yep. More than scrambled, apparently. In 1974. All mine always come out scrambled. <laughs> always. <laughs> yep. In 1974, the Journal of Applied Behavior Analysis published a paper titled The Unsuccessful Self-Treatment of a Case of Writer's Block. It contained a total of zero words. (laughs) Brilliant! All right. So, uh, several weeks ago, we replayed this episode last Wednesday, so hopefully you heard it then too. But several weeks ago when that episode was new, (laughs) we played a game called Five Second Showdown, Five Second Guess, whatever it's called. Uh, Mo beat me, which means this week we get to play that game again, and she gets to challenge me for our undisputed back row championship title, uh, which she has not held in a couple months. Well, that's only because we haven't been on here in a couple months. <laughs> oh gosh, if you <laughs> if you haven't heard that episode, I've made a promo of some of the worst parts of it, which are the best parts of it. I'm terrible at this kind of game. I need to know, like, have you been home practicing? (laughs) I haven't. I haven't even opened this app since we played. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to play the same way we did before. I'll I'll give you the questions first. Okay. Uh, But anyway, it'll be a name name a certain number of this kind of thing. She has five seconds to name those things. 
Uh, we're each going to do five rounds, and whoever does the most correctly wins. Wins. Simple enough. <clears throat> All right. MoMA. <clears throat> Here we go. Number one is i got to go through all these pages. <clears throat> name three bands with a number in their name. Some 41, One Republic. Oh, crud. Uh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> That's a hard one. <laughs> Failed it. What's another one? Uh, Jonah 33, Children 18-3. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll listen to Christian music. 38th Parallel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to Christian music. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I, I was the one that named Enrique Iglesias last <laughs> <No>. week. <laughs> what? I'll be your hero, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Number two. Name three egg-laying animals. Chicken. <laughs> Duck, hen. All right. Wait. No. A chicken and a hen are the same thing. No. No. <laughs> I was gonna see if you'd catch that. I almost, I almost let that go. <laughs> Failed. <laughs> Name three things which stink. Your feet, your butt, and your armpits. You're raising teenagers already. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it. Name three female singers. Cher. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> why was Cher <laughs> your first choice? Here's why. I was trying to come up with like something quick <laughs> that I could say. And she just has one name. <laughs> And it's one syllable. Share. <laughs> uh, what was that song that was popular when we were in junior high? Oh, gosh. What she did. I don't remember. If you believe in love after, after love. love. Yep. <laughs> yep. I can yeah. feel something inside me say. I literally thought a man was singing that song until I found out it was a share song. Yeah, well, I don't know why that changed your thought at all. All right, so you're not doing great. No. Here's your last round. Uh, name three desserts. Cake, ice cream, brownies. All right. So you got, you got two successful out of five. Let's back out. I feel like... <laughs> Cher was the equivalent to your Enrique. <laughs> All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Name three things that are white. Uh, Mo, Matt, and uh, this paper. <laughs> Do we count? We are white people. <laughs> when we fill out a government form, it asks us what our race is, and we have to check white. I'm not certain... <laughs> That I could say you nailed it. No, I'm sorry. Nailed. <laughs> Executive decision. That was correct. Sheesh. Name three things to take on a picnic. Picnic basket, a uh, tarp, or not a tarp, but a blanket, and food. <laughs> tarp. I was like, yes, keep going, keep going. Explaining yourself, not a tarp. 
Waste a little more time. Go ahead. <laughs> it technically said zero when you said food, by the way. Yeah, till, the, till the sound goes off, we're good. Whatever. <laughs> Name three shows that have ended. Cheers, Seinfeld in the office. Well, you won. Hold on, I want to do the other ones. Name three things you can iron. A shirt, pants, uh, underwear. I mean, you can can iron iron a lot of things. (laughs) The word can really opens up the possibility. It really does. Your face. (laughs) Right? I I can iron my socks. Do I? No, but okay. All right, last one. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wish this would have been one of your first ones. Name three... Musical instruments and imitate the sound they make. What? A guitar, a banjo, ding, 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 and a violin. <laughs> yes! On my game today. Ding, 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 ding. That's going to be the new commercial. <laughs> What? A guitar? (laughs) Just so you all know, he not only named and imitated, he also acted that out. (laughs) That was so dang fun. Oh, man. I did great this week. What happened to me last time? I don't know what happened to me this time. Yeah. We very we really swapped places. We did time. swap places. Last time I think you got four out of five. Yeah. Uh, chicken and him. <laughs> oh, I'm like sweating from that. I know. <laughs> I know. It's intense. Uh, the <laughs> the marquee matchups have been set in the coming season of Celebrity Family Feud with the June nine, and that's. That's that already happened. Yeah. Uh, premiere. <laughs> we got a few more coming up. Premiere. Uh, it featured uh, Team Tegan uh, ver- uh, slash Legend versus Team Vanderpump Rules. Whoop whoop. Uh, and Karomo Brown versus Terry Crews. Love me some Terry Crews. Uh, host Steve Harvey admits to People Magazine that his dream matchup, the thought of which keeps him up at night, will likely never come to fruition. Man, he says with a long sigh. I want the Trumps against the Obamas at the same uh, time. <laughs> I'm sorry. At first, I'm thinking, well, the Obamas will probably be smarter. Uh-uh. But then I'm thinking, but this show is about <laughs> the common man. <laughs> no. The Trumps. What? What's Donald's son's name? Donald, isn't it? Don- yeah, Don Jr. and Eric. Who's the one that's on the show with him? That's on Celebrity Apprentice with him. I don't watch reality television. Oh my so gosh. It's a garbage TV. He's pretty smart. Okay, yeah. His daughter only is one. super smart. <laughs> okay, but Eric isn't very smart. <laughs> and I don't feel like... I mean, Donald is smart in a lot of things. I'm not sure he'd be super smart in like trivia. But again, this isn't trivia. It's not trivia. And I think, in fact, being smart is a... Deterrent to winning family. Yeah, you think too hard. Yeah, you got to think very simply. Like the average person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Trump's could actually pull that out. Yeah, I love Family Feud. (laughs) Uh, All right, I don't know if we're being insulting or what, but hey, let's just move on. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> when we come back, Jim Baker, Grifting for God. everyone, a little post-production addition to the podcast version of our show today. Uh, if you may or may not know, for the last few weeks, we've been running best of episodes on Back Row Radio because Mo and I have not been able to get together to record new shows. And of course, that means we haven't had any new podcasts in a while because essentially we're just airing reruns. So since we've been doing that, we have started the Love Thy Nerds critical hit on the station, meaning we've missed a couple weeks, and we want to make that a part of the podcast so that you can hear that, and so today and tomorrow, I am going to break in after the second hour break here on the podcast and let you hear the episodes of Critical Hit that you've missed. So here's the first episode of Love Thy Nerd's Critical Hit with Hector Mira. Hey everyone, this is the Love Thy Nerd Critical Hit. I'm Hector Mira with Faith and Fandom, and I just wanted to share a quick thought with you. Game of Thrones has finally come to an end on HBO. And within seconds of the show ending, people were venting their reactions to the show all over the internet. Some people were happy that their prediction came true. Some people were bitterly frustrated. Some people were angry. Some people were sad. Some people had memes galore waiting to flood the internet. But the overall response was that people had opinions. Surprise! and that they wanted things to be different. They wanted the end of their story to be different than what it was. Even before it got to the final episode, people were filing petitions. Over 50,000 people filed petitions to have the story of Game of Thrones changed. Well, in real life, we don't actually get to change the story after it's over because bottom line, it's too late. Outside of Westeros, we do have some control over the outcome of our stories, at least. In Scripture, in Deuteronomy 30, in verses 15 through 20, Moses lays out for the nation of Israel that they have the opportunity to dictate how the end of their story is going to come out. Moses lays out these commands saying, look, I'm giving the opportunity to choose if your story turns out well or if it turns out badly. In verse 19, he even says, This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Now choose life, that you and your children may live. You may not like the end of Game of Thrones, but you still have a chance to choose how your story plays out. Every day, every choice you make is either leading you towards an ending you'll be satisfied with, or an ending that you'll want to make memes and cry about on the internet. So... As Moses said thousands of years ago, and I'm telling you now, choose life, choose wisely, make choices that are going to give you an end to a story that you are satisfied with. I want you to know that Love Thy Nerd exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors through thoughtful content, relational outreach, and intentional community. Check out the website at lovethynerd.com. There's lots of podcasts for you to listen to, a vibrant Facebook community, and they do great things on all the socials. You can also check me and my book series out over at Faith and Fandom on Facebook.
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. Matt Mel. In the studio. It's the third hour, and uh, we usually tackle a bigger topic. Today we're talking about infamous, infamous televangelist by the name of Jim Baker. Uh, depending on how young you are, you might not have been aware of Jim Baker the first time around. Uh, him and his then-wife, Tammy Faye Baker, oh, ran a show called The PTL Club, which stood for Praise the Lord, for several, several years. Throughout the 70s, Baker built a headquarters for their ministry in the Carolinas called Heritage Village. And over time, the Bakers expanded the ministry to include the Heritage USA Amusement Park in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Heritage USA became the third most successful theme park in the U.S. at the time. Uh, viewer contributions were estimated to exceed a million dollars a week with proceeds to expand the theme park and the PTL club's mission. Baker responded to inquiries about his use of mass media by saying, I believe that if Jesus were alive today, he would be on TV. As in, he would be a televangelist. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Which is the way televangelists tend to justify a lot of their behavior. Jesse Duplantis said something similar last year, defending his desire for a $54 million private jet, saying if Jesus were alive today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey, implying he'd be in a private jet. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Of course, like all of this and his ilk, uh, the Bakers lived an incredibly lavish lifestyle. Uh, that is until 1987, when two scandals brought down their ministry. Sexual misconduct, which led to Jim's resignation, uh, and illegal misuse of ministry funds that eventually led to his imprisonment. He was found guilty on eight counts of mail fraud, 15 counts of wire fraud, and one count of conspiracy. He was originally sentenced to 45 years in prison and a half million dollar fine. The sentence was later reduced to just eight years on appeal because he hired pretty much the best lawyer in the land when it came to defense attorneys at the time. Uh, to this day, he still owes at least $6 million to the IRS. <clears throat> well, being the bundle of charisma he is, Jim Baker couldn't help himself and got right back into it in 2003. The biggest criticism of PTL was that they spent an awful lot of time asking for money. That, in fact, became a central focus of each show. They even had a bank of people like a telethon, mm -hmm. always on the show, answering the phone. Praise the Lord, how can I help you? What's mm -hmm. your donation? Uh, <clears throat> PTLs raised millions of dollars each week, promising their donor would be blessed in abundance, as all these kind of telev televangelists tend to do. Give, and it will be given which, unto you. Which, for the record, I don't put Joel Osteen in. Because Joel Osteen isn't a televangelist in the way that these were televangelists. Right. Joel Osteen is a preacher at a church... You, what you see on TV is him at a church. Jim Baker sat behind a desk like it was a talk show, mm -hmm. but kind of gave it the idea that it was church because mm -hmm. he brought in singers and you know BBs and CC Winans were on it. It was a big deal back then in the in the seventies and early eighties. Was <clears throat> it that long ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this time around, he's still asking for money. Uh, his show is called the uh, the Jim Baker. Show. Still praising the Lord? Is that is that what it's called? <laughs> Still PTL. SPTL. <laughs> um, but now he tends to do it by selling products. Like some sort of weird apocalyptic QVC. Uh, specifically products that help you survive the end times. He sells homes at a neighborhood he owns that surrounds his studio, which he claims that it will be a protected area during the end times right there just outside of Branson, Missouri, 
which is largely populated by elderly people who give their entire social security check to pay the rent and to buy food from Jim Baker, which we'll get to here in a second. He sells a six pack of 28 ounce extreme survival warfare water bottles for 150. You can divide that into how much that would really cost per bottle. Uh, he sells a miracle cure for all sexually transmitted diseases, which is a tube of silver goop that he refuses to disclose the ingredients on on his show or disclose how long you have to drink this goop. Uh, there's also lozenges and and uh, powdered versions that you just keep taking until it cures all your sexually transmitted diseases. Or kills you. Or kills you. <laughs> uh, he sells survival food buckets of all kinds for when the apocalypse comes. Of course, survival food... Uh, buckets are a legitimate thing that many people purchase in case of natural disasters. However, his have proven to be of cheaper quality than most commercially available buckets, and he sells them for nearly twice the price. Uh, by the way, this is also the food that the people who live in his compound are eating. They buy doomsday prep food, and that's what they eat. <clears throat> Giant buckets of dehydrated goops. Well, you know... <clears throat> yeah. Well, now they're also selling a $45 coin that allows you to truly pray for President Trump. Apparently, you aren't doing it right without this. Uh, so in this article that came from The Hill, uh, they promoted a coin decorated with President Trump's face, and they're calling it a point of contact with God. Uh, there's a viral clip uh, of the promotion that uh, was posted by Right Wing Watch. Uh where evangel evangelical author Lance Wal Walno I can't pronounce his name described the forty five dollar coin as a means for believers to establish a point of contact with God. When I asked the Lord why the coin, he said, "Because when you take the coin, it's a point of contact." Walno said in the clip, which was shared on Twitter by Right Ring Watch, I said already, which monitors and exposes the activities of radical right political organizations which I'm fine with. There's plenty of those, including this. Uh, so, so your faith is being released with a million other believers to pray protection and peace and wisdom and counsel over the president of the United States and over his family, he added. It's our point of contact every day, uh, he continued. When you, see it, when you see it, remember God put something in your hand that you have a role in. He went on to say, that's why we got to pray, because we, they think we're crazy, but we're actually the sane ones. We got to pray. The teaching is there. The coin is a point of contact. This 24 karat gold plated coin. And then shifted to the 2020 election saying, we got 16 months. This is a battle for the future of America. It's already started. The coin depicts a photo of Trump alongside King Cyrus, the founder of the first Persian empire and includes text reading the 70 year decree and the Cyrus Trump proclamation. Uh, Walnu referred to Trump as a modern day Cyrus last year, saying at the time that America is going to have to have a challenge either way with Trump. Uh, I believe that we have a Cyrus to navigate through the storm. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, on the surface, and admittedly, we have a lot of the same kind of junk in the normal Christian sector mm -hmm. when we come to Jesus junk. Things that we promote. Uh, Prayer Jabez came out with their coins back when we were in high school or junior yeah. high. You know, all these things with the same idea. Do you need any kind of point of contact? Nope. 
to pray for God. To pray, pray with, pray to God, sorry. Nope. Uh, for anybody. That veil was torn. No. Now, if you need a reminder to pray for something, sure. I got something that's that's absolutely cheap as free. Write it on a piece of paper. Put it somewhere you're going to see it. Put a notification on your phone. Hey, pray for this person. You don't need to buy a $45 gold-plated coin that you're going to lose. Save your money, people. <laughs> Save your money. Point of contact. Okay, this is number one. No. There's not, that's not a biblical precedented thing. Number two, why do all the televangelists always say, I ask God this? And God immediately responded with a very specific sentence. Because when you take that coin, it's pointing. God is not talking to you like that. Yeah. <laughs> you crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm really, like, I'm really floored by the water. <laughs> I'm for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn on your faucet. He he You've got uh, water there. But $150 for not even a week's worth. Oh, okay, no, hold on. There's there's a sorry. They're they're bottles. They're like bottles to put water in. Oh. But they're still super expensive and they're super okay, cheap. Okay, I get it. Super cheap looking, super expensive to keep. Because okay. apparently these, reusable you need these. water yeah, bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad. See, see, that, that, I'm see like, dang, a six pack of 28 ounce. $150. No, that's, that's, that's a bit extreme even for Jim Baker, but yes, still. No, he just heard that and he's like, why didn't wait, I think about this wait, earlier? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We could buy Walmart water, slap our own end time label on it, warfare. sell it yeah. for four times the price uh-huh. to mm-hmm. our elderly. No, that's cult. like, that's, that's. A hundred times the price. <laughs> There's uh, the people that live in this this village around his studio there are also the same people that fill his studio for his show every day, yeah. which is sad because it's a bunch of elderly people. I know. People I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, point of contact, stupid. Uh, live, of course, he's still living. High on the hog. I mean, I still I don't understand how we let him on TV again. Why would anyone? I mean, I, I watched the 2020 special that came out earlier this year on it called Unfaithfully Yours. Okay. And like, this was such a giant scandal. Like, this was this was pretty much the start of tabloid television. Mm-hmm. And it was such a big deal, such a big fall from grace. There was no redemption story that happened afterwards. Oh no. And some at some point somebody said, "Yeah, you can be on TV again." You know that the person they granted that is only thinking about, "Yeah, we're going to make money from this." Oh yeah. And so Jim Baker has all these quasi uh quasi Christian people on there that bring all these very dramatic warnings about the uh, end times and prophetic times and all this. And, and almost none of them are rooted in anything uh, repeatable. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all kind of weird nonsense or uh, stuff that's not biblical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all essentially to continue to scam old people 
or easily susceptible people into believing that, yeah, you give us all your money and God's going to bless you mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. I mean, look how much money I'm making. Because <laughs> it's all your yeah. money. They're, they're selling fear and they're selling miracles. And those are the two things that really convince people who are desperate, which is extremely sad. Uh, the only gratification I get is that there is a clip of Jim trying one of the dehydrated soups that uh, they sell as a food bucket. And he pulls the thing up and he takes a sip and chokes on it and then says, Oh, that's good. <laughs> He's all, <coughs> oh, that's good. I want to have more. And that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it several times. <laughs> I'm going to have to YouTube it. Oh, yeah. So, guys, <laughs> don't, as you get older, you might find yourself more susceptible to this stuff. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Don't. Don't watch Jim Baker. <laughs> Please. <laughs> See, I'm, you know, VeggieTales is coming out with new shows Veggie on TBN. Tales. And so I'm I'm in this mode of, like, I want to support VeggieTales. I don't really want to support TBN. What do I do? You support VeggieTales <sighs> in hopes that they'll bring on more shows <laughs> like that, and TBN <laughs> will take a turn for the better. Yay! Uh, I'm really That's excited what for you new do. VeggieTales. I'm very excited as a parent and <sighs> as, as just me. <laughs> That's what I think about Jim Baker, y'all. <laughs> this story uh, is putting me to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Let's move on. Maybe that's segment. why Tammy Faye left him. <laughs> well, no, it's because he went to jail. Oh well, well, <laughs> you know, I watched a whole documentary when I got sucked into a maybe it was a Hulu loop, maybe a Netflix loop. Hulu. I don't know. They call that a Hulu loop. A Hulu loop. <laughs> I don't know, but that was honestly one of the best hour and a halfs of my life. Just sitting there watching. Their whole life play out in a documentary. Oh, it was about the bakers? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I honestly so you enjoyed came it. with more information than I thought? That's good. I actually really liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was a big story. Yeah. Their whole life was very... Yeah. He looks way different now. Have you seen him now? No, but she also looks way different, which well, is crazy. She, well, she did. Oh, well, she looked way different. <laughs> <laughs> she died a while ago. <laughs> She's living somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah he's got he's got, oh she had cancer didn't she yeah she got yep yeah oh yep. gosh yeah that last interview she did did you see that yep. yeah yeah that was haunting okay uh, all right let's move on is it a sin let's do it oh okay and now it's that time of the week for <laughs> is it a sin <laughs> We've all see. <laughs> We've all asked these kinds of questions before, but now we we get to bring you the answers that you need. Because Archibald Asparagus voice for. And now it's time. For, <laughs> is it a sin? <laughs> Part of the show where we questions. All right. The uh, question from Isaac is: Decaf coffee a sin? Decaf coffee is brown water lying about being coffee. And lying is a sin. Truth. Question from Yoey. Eating while pooping. Is it a sin? 
Yeah, I made you read that. Uh, depends on motives. Uh, if you're trying to save time by multitasking so you can spend more time doing the Lord's work, not a sin. If you're doing it because you are such a glutton that you must have a certain amount of food in your body at all times, that's a different story. Okay. (laughs) 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 I can understand why Yoey would want to keep their name concealed. And our final question is from Alexander. Is it a sin to eat McDonald's nuggets with Chick-fil-A sauce? Ooh. That's actually a tough one. Is it corrupting the righteous by getting that nugget in the holy sauce? Or is it redeeming the lost by covering that nugget in the holy sauce? I don't think I can answer this one. I think I need to go to my prayer closet for a while. (laughs) Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. verse and thought for the day uh psalm 19 1 and 2 the heavens declare the glory of god the skies proclaim the work of his hands day after day they pour forth speech night after night they reveal knowledge our thought for the day comes from costy w hen mm-hmm. is that right okay mm-hmm. too many christians have big league big league dreams big league <laughs> dreams for their marriage but they have a beer league work ethic. Ooh. If you want the results, you got to put in the work. God's grace doesn't mean you can put your marriage on cruise control. Ooh. Like how Costa got very Russian in the middle of that. Yeah. Too many Christians have big league dreams. Big league dreams. For their marriage. <laughs> they have a beer league work ethic. All right, Matthew. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> We're here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. Podcast is available on backerradio.com. We usually get that episode in by that evening uh, for you to download and listen to. It's also available most places you can download podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to brbchurch.com. Make sure you check out our social media and check out backrowbaptistchurch.com because we've got a post about our contest. Uh, next week, we are giving away a... Give it away, give it away, <laughs> give it away now. Amazon Echo Dot, one of those Alexa machines, uh, <laughs> as well as a couple of our books. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, all the rules are on the post. Uh, we're also making sure you're aware of the split coming up on Saturday. Uh, we we take six hours Saturday night, split up into two-hour blocks of a specific genre. We're, we're excited about being able to focus specifically on these for a, a cool cool little two-hour show each. So we got the Back Row Dance Party starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. we got the Back Row Rap Block, which you might already be familiar with, starting at 9 Eastern. And then at 11 p.m. Eastern, we got Back Row Butt Louder, which is all the loudest, hardest. You like the name? I'm really excited about it. Uh, It's all the loudest, hardest, screamiest rock that we've got. Heavy metal, including a lot of music that's 
exclusive to that show. So if you're ready to have your your eardrums blasted apart, that's where you go. Right there. Uh, so check it out. Uh, that's it for the show. Mo, what's the final word? I feel like you're dying to say something. Back row butt louder sounds like a fart. <laughs> you gotta add the comma in there. You can't say back row butt louder. It's back row but louder. Alright? <laughs> that's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye!